Now it's time to talk about everything dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. This is Animal Talk. Here's Dr. Dan Lang on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello and welcome to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS with Dr. Dan Lang beside me. I'm Connor McCarthy talking again about pets, dogs, cats, anything that you might want to talk about as well out there listening in the audience. 314-931-5877 is the phone line. 84126 is the number to text in. If you have any questions you want to text in, that's how you do that. Just a couple weeks away from Christmas now, Dr. Lang. How how, how is the holiday period going for you? I'm just trying to savor and enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. And so that means I don't have to do any Christmas cards or presents. Oh, okay. I, I just want to savor it. Do you still do the Christmas <laughs> cards? Uh, you know, I the do. kids are out of home, you know, uh, you still doing them? I would always tell a couple vet stories and kind of embellish the stories as I do online. Mm-hmm. So that included a lot of it. Okay. And then just gossip that maybe some of the relatives would not want to know about. So, so the question is when you do the Christmas card now, are are the mules in there? Are the pigs in there? Are you getting everyone in there? Or is it just you and your wife? No. I, well, it's like, you know, if people want to see pictures of the family, you can imagine it's pictures of the animals right. that I have. That's what they want to see. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of the same thing. I don't that's really talk I, about the human family. That's what I want to see. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I hope to get the Christmas card with the mules <laughs> and the horses uh, next week. We can see. Uh, we can. I'll give you a little bit of time for that. Uh, great. How are they doing? The, the, it's been a while since we checked in on them, I feel. Well, uh, they're kind of tickled. Uh, they think maybe it's not really Christmas with the nice weather we've had. Right. It's been pretty nice. So uh, they, they're they doing fine. They just enjoy the temperatures. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a little chilly or cool for us, but once they're in the barn overnight and we close the doors, the hot air and the body heat. Keeps them relatively okay. comfortable. And the so. mule, the mule. That's a, this is a newer addition. Is he acclimating? It's a it's it's a man, right? It's a male mule. It is yes. Yeah. And he uh, he's acclimated very well because we get in the barn at six o'clock in the morning, and he starts hauling. You know, he's he's ready for mm-hmm. for breakfast. And then after he has his grain, I open the back door and the hay's out there, and he knows exactly where to go. So food wise, okay. he's figured it all out. And actually, my wife is pretty happy that he's a good he does well with uh, exercise and going around the area and the other animals they're they're used to his presence now they are they friendly with them yeah. does that ever is that what happens you know eventually they'll get friendly with them or is it they keep their distances well it's kind of interesting because most of the animals are used to other types of animals you know the peacocks have the pigs and the pigs have the horses and so forth so i don't think they think too they much don't think about too it. much about no. them at all that's interesting Just, you know if they don't have to share the food they're they don't really care okay uh all right we got a caller on the line right now uh julie you're on the big 550 hi hi um i was kind of um i noticed that that's um stl care st louis place is really like strapped because i guess they're getting shut down or something horrible is going on with that with all the dogs that they're trying to adopt out but i was looking at Maybe thinking about getting an older cat. I think but that's a great my, idea. Yeah. Well, my question is, um, I live in an apartment, and I don't really keep it real warm. You know, it's like I don't, because it's just me, I just throw my robe on or whatever, and I don't keep it real warm in the winter necessarily. 
and in the summer it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> so do you think a cat would do okay with Yeah, they apparently would... the cat that I was looking at on online that they had was apparently left in an apartment for a month or more by itself. Well, which is horrible, but not that that makes it any better that you know they want to be adopted to a good home. Have you spent any time with the cat? My only, my, I'm not concerned on the temperatures, but I just was concerned maybe on socializing. Have Have you spent some time with the cat, or you haven't visited yet? Not yet, because you you know you put an application in, and, yep. and I think she's at a foster. So then they set up like a meet and greet kind of thing at the foster. But I don't, you know, I don't want to get a cat and then be like, well, it looks like she's miserable here. And no, no. The only, and I'm I teasing you. make the right decision. She'll just want to sit in your lap more often. So as long as you accept 24 hours a day to have a cat on your lap, I think you're fine. But seriously, I don't see any problem with those temperatures. Okay. I, I have barn I mean, cats. I they, they do fine. It, it won't be an issue. You won't have a miserable cat. You provide a litter box and give some food, they're happy. Okay, because I know I've had birds in the past, and I've always had to keep my heat on when I have yep. birds because they're a lot different than Yep, a, yep. When you have a mammal them. like a cat or dog or even you know, what I call pocket pets, the hamsters and all that, they, mm-hmm. they're pretty flexible temperature-wise. Okay, because that's my only main concern is is I don't want to make it miserable, not it, but her miserable. My doctor's advice is get the cat. (laughs) (laughs) No, do it. If Max is listening, because he's a huge foster, you know Max Foy. Yep, Max Foy is a big, big cat foster. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, thank you for calling in, Julie. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, Max Foisey, uh weekday uh, producer for yep. John Carney, uh, who you saw at the Christmas party. Uh, not Max. Max was not there, but um, Carney was. Uh, yep. Uh, you're going to think I set this up, Dr. Lane, but I didn't. But I actually, <laughs> adopting older pets was a topic I had written down on my on my sheet here to bring up. Because uh, I read something that provided you know the the benefits of adopting an older an older pet and yep. some of them were that they're they are older meaning that they're not puppies or kittens they don't need to be trained they're yep. a little more reserved you know i think the the benefits i think a lot of people can kind of see uh not that i want to discourage anyone from adopting older cats or older dogs because i think they deserve a home as well but just maybe what are some of the things that people maybe haven't considered before adopting? You mentioned socializing uh, the cat. Yep. Uh, is that the main thing with you when you're considering an older animal getting adopted? I think personality-wise, I mean, if you get a cat that's not really been around people, it's, I mean, I think eventually it will adapt to the new owner, but it just may hide under the bed. And it could be pretty stressful for the pet mm-hmm. for a while. But like the rest of us, as you get older, there's going to be potentially more health problems, so it kind of depends so, yeah. what age you're talking about. But just be prepared that you may be seeing the veterinarian more often with with an older pet. Right. Or you may even want to make that effort that, you know, after, as an example, after six, seven, eight years of age for a dog, I recommend going twice a year to see the veterinarian okay. instead of usually the annual wellness type thing. Because, again, for every six or seven calendar years— 
they age. It's just, I'm sorry, one calendar year, they age six or seven headed backwards. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's yeah. the health so issues. The, so the dog years thing, that that's legit. Uh, that's a real thing. <clears throat> or is that something that vets have, uh, you know, We make it easy co-opted. because actually the first year of life for a dog, they're 16 or 17 after one year, oh, okay. after one calendar year. Oh, so it's like 16 years for that the, first year. For the year. first year, but, yeah. and, but it just makes it easier that for the most part, if you're, the dog's more than a couple years of mm-hmm. age, you can be pretty close. Of course, large breeds, as I'm going to later talk about the sure, large breeds. Sure. They age quicker, so it it may be ten years for them for every calendar year. Mm-hmm. But just for easy mathematics, we usually just kind of go six or seven. So we've talked about uh, puppies and kittens and kind of training there. A lot of discussion goes into that, right? And you know what we've talked about there as well yep. is what's the cutoff for a puppy, but what's the cutoff for an? I guess do you call them senior? Dogs or senior cats? I don't know. Is, yep. is there a different word you want to use there? We could use geriatric, geriatric. or senior. I've, I've the... heard geriatric. People don't like being called that as yes, much. I can uh, vouch for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, is it's just a senior dog or cat. And obviously that's going to def- depend on the, the breed of the dog or the, you know, yep. the size of the cat. Yep. But is there kind of a general consensus, you know, for a small dog? Is it 10? Is it, you know, large dogs I, at six? I think those are good numbers. Okay. Yeah. You know, you talk to 50 people, you get different answers, but I think that's definitely in the in mm-hmm. the ballpark. So yes. And then you know, when you switch, when you're when, you know, when your pet age being a puppy or a, a kitten, you know, a youth, uh, if you will, uh, you got to switch foods. You got to start acting differently with them. Yep. Uh, they're kind of you know, they start acting differently. Is there? Do you do the same when they reach kind of the senior status? Is mm-hmm. the you know, now there's different foods. You shouldn't be giving them certain things. You got to start you know, treating them differently uh, uh, than you were before? Well, let's say you take the dog to exercise. If you have a middle-aged or older pet, you may not be going for that 10-mile walk that you might take for yourself right? because they just may not be able to tolerate those temperatures. Or if they haven't had much exercise, just like you and I, you want to kind of build it up a Mm -hmm. little bit. So I think you may have to be more moderate in exercise. Yeah, I would definitely get them on a senior diet. It has more vitamins because as all of us get older, you just don't absorb nutrients quite as well and there's a little less calories less fat so there's less calories yeah. i was going to ask is the puppy food and the senior food the same food then if it's just kind of more in there but the, you said the puppy food has, has more, more fat more carbohydrates yeah. yeah yeah and there's less yeah. for the for the older dog only because again their metabolism just slows down a little bit and mm-hmm. they probably aren't going to exercise or run around you know how the dog the puppies get those wild moments and they're just all over the place sure. a good portion of the day and, you know, the senior dog, like myself, go outside, do something, and you're right back in. So right. there's going to be a lot less exercise to burn up. Uh, let me ask you this. With uh, the older dogs, I, I feel like, and maybe you can tell me I'm, I'm completely off base, when I see an older dog like that, they're normally, uh, they look skinnier or that they're not as large as maybe they used to be. They drop, they like, oh, they lost some weight from when yep. he was in his prime four years ago. But does that not mean that you need to be feeding them more or is that just a natural you know course it's of an life they're going to lose some weight and the weight is muscle mm-hmm. it's, it's so so there's not really a the diet's not going to fix that you know it's not oh i see i noticed they lost some weight they're skinnier than they were a couple of years ago yep. let's give them more food or let's give them some some people food uh that won't cause them to to be like they were before, right? Right, and it may be an indication to do some blood work, just make sure there's not some medical disease starting to de- develop. Mm-hmm. Or 
do you have time to take a couple short walks a day instead of one big walk again to kind of stimulate the muscles right not overdo it yeah but i think a lot of it's aging process with the loss of muscle or weight yeah uh well we were we i didn't intend for this dr wang i really <laughs> didn't but we started off talking about we got a caller talking about adopting an older pet into this and i know you wanted to talk about the uh the bigger dogs aging because last week i brought up this potential drug being developed to try to uh, reverse or slow down that process. So what did you find on uh, uh, that this week? Well, the, right away, I'll just tell you, nobody knows for sure, but the thoughts, and I read a number of different articles, is that all of us, we just have so much energy or resources of our body that can do different functions as we get older. And uh, to kind of go the other way around, an elephant, the mother will have a baby every three or four years. Mm as opposed to a mouse, may have a baby every six to eight, ten weeks. And so I'm telling you that, that that's quite a drain on the mouse. That, relatively speaking, having a lot of babies quite often, it takes up a lot of the resources of the mouse. And one speculation is that they don't live as long because they just put so much, the females, and having babies, so much energy or resources, as opposed to a female elephant three or four years, usually just having one calf i think it's calf for elephants that it's not as much uh, of a it strain. is we actually had the uh, director of the st louis zoo on this week oh is that right because uh raja the elephant you might remember him yep. being born here about 30 years ago he's actually getting uh transferred over to a different zoo they said all the female elephants now are his relatives so they can't <laughs> he can't have any more kids so they're going to a different zoo so yep. that he can have some more some yep. more calves they said yeah so uh, yes, yeah, it is calves. And so the other um, thing is that with the large breed dog, and, you know, I've always been fascinated. Let's say you have a, a Rottweiler or a Great Dane. They're 150 pounds after a year and a half in mm-hmm. round numbers. Can you imagine a kid, a child, after a year and a half being 150 pounds? They grow a lot slower. So they, right. And so growing that fast, you just put a lot of resources and energy into, into that. Into getting that big. To get that big. And so I think that's it just accelerates the body processes. And they say that you put all your resources into gaining weight or getting large, then your mechanisms to fight off disease or cancer is not as good because you mm. just don't have the extra resources for it. And we do see, relatively speaking, a lot more cancer in large breeds than we do in, in small breeds. So this is clearly something that's always been the case. It's not a new development by any means. You know, is it? But has there been improvements? You know, are are great are the Great Danes, the Rottweilers? You know, compared to where it was thirty, forty years ago, are they living longer now with better medical treatment? They are. But the other interesting point was that probably the last couple hundred years, at most, is when most of these breeds were developed, mm-hmm. and it just takes time. You know, over time with evolution, the the animals will live longer and maybe not grow quite so fast. And the other interesting thing is that occasionally I'll do a cesarean section on a large breed dog, and like a Labrador, it's not uncommon to have 12 or 13 puppies. Really? And again, that's a lot of energy. If somebody would breed a female Labrador every six months, you're you're using up a lot of resources, mm. as opposed to a small breed dog. If they have three or four puppies, you know that's. I've never that's considered the the fact that a larger dog might have you know more puppies to a litter. Right. Uh, that's interesting. I'd never thought about that. And so, again, with the rapid change in size and weight, 
the rapid amount of resources in the number of puppies they have, it takes a toll on the body, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, like sure. we kind of talked about. So that's kind of the main thing they're thinking at this mm-hmm. at this point. So the improvement that we've seen, you know, did they used to live eight years and now they live eight and a half, or has it been? Yeah, real, it's not something. Has there been real tangible results yet, or is yeah. it more just the increments? The getting... it's just small amounts. I mean, I just think over time, Mother Nature will, will evolve a little bit or change them. So again, mm-hmm. there's different priorities to the to the dog, and uh, you know, maybe again they won't have so many puppies. Maybe it takes two years of age before they get 100 or 150 or just won't get that big. Okay. Uh, all right. We got another caller on the line. Uh, Julie's on the line one here on the Big 550. It's me again. Oh, hi, Julie. <laughs> have, you, have you got that cat in the last five minutes? I did. Okay. <laughs> She's cuddled up in my lap right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just curious your thoughts on Raja because I know that elephants are, like, so social and, like, I've seen videos on YouTube where they've been separated for like 60 years and then they remember each other. Yep. And I'm just thinking, why are they taking him away from what he's familiar with and moving him to? What is your thoughts on that? Am I well, crazy or? No, it's it just for breeding purposes. I yeah, think with but... the females, you develop inbreeding if he continued to breed with the females that are there. And they just want a different gene pool. They want a more variety amount of genes. So it's primarily for that. And Julie, uh, you know, you can. This was on the uh, Heidi Glaus show. If you go to ktrs.com, you okay. can listen back to the uh, interview that we had with the uh, director from the zoo. Uh, and he also mentioned, uh, you know, that it, they are endangered. Uh, this the species of elephant that he is. So and why that is, is that because of people? Yep. Yo, yeah, right. yeah. So. He did mention well, I that. I mean, here it all comes back to people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now people making decisions again. It's just wrong. To, it's just wrong to me. You know, and I don't know. I, that's just me. No, you're exactly right because I think a lot of people just that are around elephants in Africa or Asia, they just want a lot of the elephants, the local people, just for the ivory tusks. Right. You know, and they just kill the animal and the mm-hmm. carcass just lays there. So, I, to me, you're exactly right. But if you need money, would you do anything, you know, would you or I do anything differently if you didn't know how to pay for your next meal or food? So, uh, so it's definitely the people, but I think sometimes you have to kind of get an idea how those people and, are. Uh, and Julie also mentioned this. He mentioned uh, that with these elephants that the males uh, are social, but they kind of wander uh, in the wild, yeah, they'll know, they'll wander around. Uh, they won't spend a lot of time with other female elephants. They'll kind of go from group to group in the wild. So they said that's their hope that this is kind of what this will be like for Raja going from one group to another group. It's just too bad he's not in the jungle or somewhere where, you know, he's just in a enclosure or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I can't help it. I just feel bad for him. Nope, we put our human thoughts, and it's not wrong, but we put our human emotions in the animals, and so we all understand completely what you're what you're saying. Okay. Well, all right, Julie, thanks for calling in, and uh, I'll wait to hear from you in another 10 minutes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll think of another question. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, have you ever heard of the Asher House? 
I, I have not. I think he's in Oregon or somewhere, and he just has, like, I guess he's got tons of money, but he's just got this huge sanctuary where he takes in all kinds of animals and dogs, and he's amazing. Yep, that's pretty neat. That's That, that, uh, that does sound great. Check him out. Let's yeah. see, ask your house. I'll have to check it out uh, during the break that we're about to have to take. Uh, okay, I'm going to call back in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, we'll be waiting for you. Uh, all right. This is Animal Talk on the Big 515. We do have to take a break here. Uh, 2.25 here uh, before our first break. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Signing Depot, that's WSDepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort. All at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson Elijah says, Are you kidding me? My name is Julius Krasanik, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, CertainTeed Composite and Vinyl Siding, Pro-V and Masonite Doors, Decking from Azac, Envision, Fortress, and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. The holiday season sparkles with a family tradition now in its 54th year. The Shrine of Our Lady of the Snows annual Way of Lights Christmas display. The missionary oblates of Mary Immaculate invite you to make the Way of Lights part of your Christmas celebration. Drive through the amazing journey to the Bethlehem light display. Now with more colorful lights. Find that perfect holiday gift in the gift shop. See their Christmas tree room and so much more at Our Lady of the Snows in Belleville. Now through December. 31st. Learn more at snows.org. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I want your fixer-upper home or condo. It's crazy to spend a ton of money fixing it up when I will pay you top dollar right now. I don't even care what condition it's in. Your trash is my treasure. No inspections, no contingencies, just cold, hard cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867. That's Mike Robinson, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. Nestled in the heart of the Hill neighborhood is the Hill Cigar Company. Stop on in. See the selection of cigars the Hill Cigar Company has to offer. While you're in the store, check out their cigar lounge in the back. Whether you're new to cigars or an aficionado, the Hill Cigar Company is the perfect shop for you. The Hill Cigar Company at 5360 Southwest Avenue. Give them a call at 314-776-4455. A cigar for every connoisseur. This Jennifer and Wendy announcement is brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm Jennifer Blohm. And I'm Wendy Weiss. In our family, the holidays are a magical time because of grandchildren watching them open presents, taking us all back to our own childhoods. The holidays are also a time to give yourself a little love, a day of rest, some time to yourself perhaps, or a decision to learn how to navigate life with some positive coping skills. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need. Better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash JNW today and you'll get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash JNW. Let's get back to information about dogs, cats, even furry hamsters or gerbils. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, the Animal Talk of St. Louis. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang here. As always, uh, we got Mizzou basketball coming up, Dr. Lang, but we did not get moved this time. Uh, a little talk. With we people. had a little talk yep. with the uh, the the ESPN at the, at the Christmas party. I talked to yeah, the big boys. We talked girls. to the big wigs yep. upstairs, yep. and yep. we didn't get bumped this time. But uh, that's coming on at four o'clock. I think we got pregame at three thirty. Sports show at three o'clock for a little extended pregame. But right now we still have animal talk coming at you, uh, talking all things dogs, cats, and pets. The phone line three one four nine three one five eight seven seven. The text line, 84126, and we had a text on the text line come in during the break from the 913, which is the Kansas side of Kansas City, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, texter. But the texter asks, for an assisted living or nursing home, what kind of animal, if any, would you recommend to be the company of the residents? Are we talking like a, a- Pet that just kind of goes around, as opposed to a. a, a I a, uh, I a, don't. Uh, however, you yeah. want to term maybe yeah. both ways for the individual or maybe for the, in general purposes. I don't know if I'm answering the question, but I think a smaller breed dog would be more mm-hmm. appropriate, just because a lot of times you can put them on the bed of the of the different patients or residents. Mm-hmm. And or I know I many years ago I would take pets to some of the nursing homes. And I would place the animal. In fact, I had a rabbit. It was like 25 pounds. Uh, it was just unbelievable how big it was. But anyway, I would lay it on the laps of people in the wheelchairs so they could pet it and touch mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> so even though you use the rabbit, maybe not a rabbit for the uh, for them? I don't think so. Just I mean, basically, they only live seven or eight years, which, I mean, is still good. But I, I think a dog would probably be the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, a cat's not a bad idea, too. But a cat, you know, probably would stay more in one spot the dogs are more likely to roam roam around and how about in a situation like that or maybe in uh a regular just a home with a you know an older individual you know is that is that the situation where an older pet makes sense you don't have to train the dog maybe you don't have to train the cat or you don't have to wait out the the kind of uh you know over uh overactive early yep. period of their life uh you know if you're trying to keep it in a lower energy environment would you recommend maybe getting an older an older dog or cat already for them sure mm-hmm. it it's just like you say i think there's just less chores that you have to have to do because every so often i'll see an older person come in with a german shepherd puppy oh and i'm thinking what what were you thinking what are you getting yourself yep. into yep. yeah 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 i mean maybe, maybe they'd run marathons or something like that but Mm-hmm. Often when they come in, they don't strike me as a high-energy person. Right. Uh, you know, maybe they just have an affiliation for one breed. I mean, I don't know how many pet owners I see if, through the years, and often they get the same 
same type of dog. They just get attached to a certain breed. Yeah. And maybe you just don't think of the circumstances as you get older. You know, maybe you'd want a smaller dog. If you've had Labradors your whole life, that maybe you'd want to change a little bit. But. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're going to be just as active, right? right? Uh, right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not going to be different uh, this time around. Uh, but, you, but you might not be as willing to go on the you know, four-mile walk in the morning with exactly. them uh, to, to kind of take the energy uh, out of the system. And then you get all the uh, bad behavior in the home, right? And then complaints about, you know, my dog's digging up stuff, yep. chewing on stuff. and A lot uh, less behavioral issues mm-hmm. with older pets. Yep. So that there you go. That's another reason to maybe go with the older pet. Uh, all right. I wanted to talk today about dog shows. We've kind of brought it up on the fringes before, uh, and you also had a topic as well, kind of about specialty breeds, the designer breeds, the designer like breeds, the golden doodle and that type of thing. And I just wanted to kind of mm-hmm. present the pros and cons. And I thought they might thoughts. go, I, it, to my mind, they go kind of hand in hand, but we'll see uh, if, if it actually works out, out that way. That's right. uh, designer breeds though, you know, what do you mean when you say designer breed? Usually when you crossbreed two different breeds, you mm-hmm. have a golden retriever and maybe a standard poodle. So then the Golden Doodle, that's right. a designer breed. Right. Um, and they have Puggles, a Beagle and a Pug. Uh, a Multipoo is a Maltese and a, a smaller Poodle. Mm-hmm. So, there's, so there's quite a few. In fact, one article, they have at least 18, I say breeds because they're not breeds, but 18 uh, variants of the so crossbreed. why aren't they breeds? Uh, the AKC for whatever it's worth, will not accept them as breeds at this point. Really? Yep. So that's just the deciding governing body. If For the they, most part, If the yep. AKC says you're a breed, then you are. But then and I think there's not, other organizations that if they have developed with these crossbreed dogs. Mm-hmm. So it, but for the most part, my kind considered. of first question is, aren't all these breeds at some point the result of breeding a dog with a different kind of dog? Like the Golden Retriever... I remember seeing the story about it. it's like it's a hundred and fortieth birthday. Yep. They, they did this in Scotland, uh, you know, maybe back in May or in the spring. They said uh, it's a hundred and forty years of the golden retriever existing, and before then it didn't exist, right? right? So it started out as a designer breed. That's exactly it. So I mean, these designer breeds, right? Don't they get to deserve to be recognized as as breeds? Or I guess not. I I wonder what qualifies them. One article I did read, I think if you have three generations, then it may be more likely oh. to be called a breed. Its own breed. Just like you said with the Golden Retriever, over mm-hmm. time, it did become become a breed. Its own thing. <clears throat> but, yeah, as you said, many years ago, people would kind of select dogs. You know, they needed a dog for hunting purposes. You're not going to get a Pomeranian to hunt. You want the Labrador <laughs> right, or something like right. that. Or you need a big dog to carry the, to move the cart or something like that. So you... You get the St. Bernard or something. You need a big dog. Mm -hmm. And so for many years, people have selected dogs and maybe bred similar traits to get one that would be the best at different functions. Mm -hmm. And the German Shepherd, I think roughly 100, 125 years ago, they were looking for a dog that uh, was adaptable, was kind of intelligent, was a super dog, and they eventually developed the German Shepherd. So that is was it, a designer. Is it a super dog? Is it the <laughs> is it the apex of the the dog uh, you know, species ladder? Is that 
they're on top and everyone else is, you know, less intelligent and less. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think the Border Collie is the most intelligent oh. breed. But uh, I think the German Shepherd's up there. They did a pretty good job, at least. Yeah, you know, they came close. Um, Well, you know, I was going to say this, you know, the idea of designer breeds, you know, I was going to ask if it was a recent trend, but clearly in in some ways it's very much not. It's been going on forever. Uh, But, you know, in terms of getting the designer breed, I assume nowadays if you're getting a Golden Doodle or a Maltipoo, it's not for a job, right? You're not having the, well, I need my Maltipoo to pull a cart for me or, right. or hunt. Uh, it's for, uh, you know, vanity yeah. reasons. It's for how they look or how maybe how they behave a little bit. Uh, you said that can come I, through. I, I think that's the case. Many times I think that's the case, but the classic is the Golden Doodle, People love the personality of a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very active, but there are times where it just wants to sit next to the fireplace or just with the kids. And then the standard poodle is a non-shedding dog. So, and so that's what people like, and especially if you have allergies, because as you may know, the dander and saliva in the hair is what precipitates allergies in people if, if they have the allergy. Mm-hmm. And so if the hair is not shed all over the <clears throat> the house they're less likely to have allergy problems. But the thing is, you're not always going to get that. I mean, it's like my analogy, I was think, coming over here in the car, I was thinking my grandfather was a linebacker in the 30s for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, really? And my dad played for the University of Wisconsin. But I didn't get those well, traits. Yeah, where are you? Yeah, where, exactly. What is going on here? Where are you? It was my mother's father, my grandfather, <laughs> yeah. and then on my dad's side. Yeah. And I didn't get that. You and should so, have been starting running back for the <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes back in the day. Not big enough, not smart enough for quarterback, not big enough for linebacker and yeah. so forth. But anyway, the reason I kind of use that analogy is that you 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 breed the, the standard poodle not shedding with the golden retriever, but not all the puppies are going to have that non-shedding trade mm, okay you know it's 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 just not going to so be what, there what happens to the other puppies then or do we even know well i think Is you'll it, find out until they're yeah. in a new home but you know people pay three five thousand dollars for a non-shedding golden doodle oh so and you get, may not always they get, get that passed trait. off anyway i was thinking do they get called something else and you know well this isn't really a golden doodle this is you know, something else that yep. didn't work out exactly right. But, you know, people will still like the dog, so here, here it is. Right. Uh, but it's just a lot of money. Or if you are looking for a non-shedding dog, why don't you just breed one standard poodle with another standard poodle? Well, you know, because you already have that trait. Then you get a poodle, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that and, and it's going to be probably cheaper than the designer. And I think a lot of people, you, you know, what would you not think? $3,000 for a puppy, selling a puppy? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just going to start breeding myself. Wow. And so it's really a responsibility right. when you get a designer dog that see how much research has, the, you know, how many generations, if they're really caring about the puppy, have they gotten vaccinations or just done the general care that we right. we always ask for, as opposed to at six weeks of age, they get rid of the dog for $3,000, and they've provided no care and, and we've all heard about puppy mills out there yep. and they're just trying to and this is a perfect one because basically they're crossbreeds or mutts or mm-hmm. you know however you want to call it right like for if you're going for a purebred right is there you might be able to tell that this that these dogs are not up to standard right but if it's a if it's a crossbreed dog you know there's a lot more gray area i assume yep, yep. Uh, in there uh 
is it is it more of a recent thing to get these golden doodles? I don't I don't think I saw it on the ten top ten most popular list that you read off. Uh, because it's not a breed at all. Oh, <laughs> is that the only reason why yeah. it doesn't show up? I hadn't even considered that. I think if you if you talk to people, what's their favorite? breed and quotations mm-hmm. i would say the golden doodle is is okay. pretty close to the top but if you're saying breeds it's the golden retriever or it's the labrador which is the case shepherd dachshund you know those are the, the, friend, top. the french bulldog let's french not, bulldog let's not yep. bring that up but yep. uh so if you're it won't show up on the top breed list, but in the animal hospitals, in the in your office, it's very very common. You, yep. You're seeing them. You're seeing them all the time. You betcha. Uh, and is it Golden Doodle number one by far, or is there another designer breed that kind of comes close? No, I think that's uh, maybe a Labradoodle will be kind of second, mm-hmm. but I think the Golden Doodle is by far the most popular. Just because the Golden Retriever for the last 20 years has been one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. And then you mix it with a standard poodle, which is not a real popular, uh, excellent dog. If if you want a nice breed of dog, get a standard poodle. Right. But um, the combination just That's seems to get people going. A- but you may not get. And what about the temperaments of the dogs? I mean, again, generally a golden retriever and a standard poodle have wonderful personalities. But people brood, breed for the non-shedding, and you kind of forget the other traits that are important. Yeah. And so sometimes yeah. you get the bad stuff or you have two large breed dogs you know, the large breed dogs are prone to hip dysplasia. Health what problems. happens yeah. if you mix these two, you may develop more hip dysplasia. And, again, that's not something we're looking forward to, but that's genetics. You're limited to a certain extent. You can't just just get one trait and concentrate. You have to take the good with the bad yeah. with it. it so kinda, that's, that's what makes it interesting, and that's why I did the research it's, it's on a, the design of dogs. It's an interesting dogs. topic. I hadn't and, even considered it. You know, again, I'm a very frugal person. Yes, Susie, I am. And my wife. And um, <laughs> I just wouldn't spend that kind of money for the designer dog. Mm-hmm. But it's something new. You know, you take the dog down the street and you can kind of tell everybody, I got a golden you doodle. You got the golden doodle. You know, I'm a right. big shot type yeah. of thing. So Kind of like um, the French bulldog. Yep. Uh, it's yep. kind of the same thing. Uh, all right, we'll take another break here. Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS with Dr. Dan Wang here. I'm Connor McCarthy. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, what's that? It's my new Yeti cocktail shaker. It matches my ice bucket and my drinkware. Ooh, Yeti makes the coolest stuff. Yeah, they do. And I got it all at Schnars. Frank Blair from Schnars Hardware here. Are you looking to give a gift that your loved one can use year-round? Then give the gift of the best gear with Yeti products found at Schnars Hardware. We have a wide selection of hard and soft coolers, insulated drinkware, waterproof and everyday bags, other outdoor gear and accessories. Every Yeti performs when it matters most, whether it be commuting, hiking, boating, hunting, camping, or just getting together with friends in the backyard. Find the right Yeti for you at Schnars. For hours, locations, or to shop online, go to schnars.com. Because holiday gifting is easy when you start at Schnars. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and celebrate 2023 in style at their annual New Year's Eve concert. Revel in musical selections with conductor Norman Huynh, a favorite of St. Louis audiences known for his humor and high spirits. What are they playing? It's a surprise you'll have to hear for yourself. December 31st at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. 
This is Susan. She wants to protect her income bucket from Uncle Sam. The three types of buckets inside my big bucket. Taxable income, tax-deferred income, and tax-free income. Ferguson Financial Group in Chesterfield does not provide tax or legal advice, but does specialize in financial products and personalized strategies to emphasize the tax-free income bucket so you can keep more of what you have worked so hard to earn. Thank you, Ferguson Financial Group. Find out more at ffgstl.com. That's ffgstl.com. Ferguson Financial Group. Jennifer and Wendy here for Worldwide Technology. It's a global tech service provider with over 30 years of experience. What they do is help companies all over the world think differently about technology and how it can drive their business forward. Founded and headquartered right here in St. Louis and continuing to give back to St. Louis. Tune in Monday as we broadcast live from their headquarters and learn more about how Worldwide Technology is continuing to support the St. Louis community. That's Monday, 10 to 12, right here on the Big 550. I'm Farmer Dave, and here's my good friend and owner of MasterCars, Inc., Alex Rosenberger, with today's hot MasterCars, Inc. deals. Thanks, Farmer Dave. As usual, we have plenty of Corvettes and muscle cars in stock, but we're also stocked with luxury SUVs, pickups, Jeep Wranglers, and the like. That'll help make winter a little bit more fun. We've also got plenty of pre-owned Harleys in stock. Now is the right time to buy a motorcycle. The discounts are deep and no payments until spring of 2024. We have a finance solution for just about every credit type on motorcycles and cars. We need trade-ins too. In fact, if you have a very clean, unique, low-mile car or motorcycle you'd like to sell, Call or email us. We'll buy it. We'll even buy entire collections. So rev that motor and point your car in the direction of Master Cars, Inc. And buy or sell today. 4100 Namioki Road in Granite City or visit MasterCarsInc.com to get more details. That's MasterCarsInc.com. Animal Talk returns on the Big 550 KTRS. Here's Dr. Dan Lang. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang. As always, we've been talking about designer breeds, which aren't actually breeds because they don't get recognized as such, uh, which is something I learned. I had no idea. So that's why if you're wondering where your golden doodle is on the top breeds of the year list, you're not going to see it there because it's all about the American kennel club the akc that's what that is and i wanted to bring it back to that for the dog show uh thing and i wanted to talk about this we might not even have enough time but we can we can get a good chunk out of this if we've talked a little bit about it here and there over different topics dr wang but it really does seem to be like a completely different world we've talked about designer breeds where you kind of mix two breeds to get one but this is all about pure breed getting one specific breed and like i was reading that they would you know certain breeds if it had a spot on the shoulder it wouldn't get considered for it because there's another breed that has spots and they didn't want it to be like that they wanted it to be exactly like the AKC or whatever, you know, whatever the show parameters were, they wanted it to be exactly like the breed picture for that breed is. I mean, this seems a little crazy to me. I mean, is this, is it normal to you or is this something that vets look at and go, 
yeah this is this is kind of a whole different world over there yeah i i i do watch the the show especially during the holidays they have quite a few or one is it i New think York? i think it's on thanksgiving right nope, it's the big one maybe that was it and uh i I, do, I like to see all the different breeds, but you know I have no idea what kind of confirmation the judges are looking for. And again, my old age cynicism is maybe this judge, he or she, likes a dog with little bigger ears. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's looking for the dog with the bigger ears in a particular breed. And I don't know if that really makes it a better, better dog, but I just think there's prejudices we all have. And then how do you compare one breed to another when you, when you get the winner? Right. You know, what? what is it about the German Shepherd that wasn't as good as the the Terrier type thing? Yeah, how can so you compare that? It just, you have 140 different breeds, and it's it's very Do you ever get, than, did you ever get people coming through the animal hospital or trying, you know, to you for, for vet checkups with dogs that they wanted to submit to shows? I have, I mean, I would, they just want to make sure there weren't any defects, and I, you know, because of my license, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Make something up that the dog didn't have this if there was something right. something present, but most of the time it's cosmetic stuff, and I didn't have anything to to do with it. Right. So, did, so. Is, was there anything like that? You know, you thought, you know, well, this looks like a healthy dog, but they actually wanted you to comment on this or that. You know, the yeah. toenails are too long. There's too many spots. Yeah, it I'd seems make the comment, but strange. I wouldn't write it down or anything. I mean, I would <laughs> I would basically just kind of agree with them. Mm-hmm. But the one now that we're talking about it is maybe I don't know on on air if we've talked about it, but the males and females have to not been spayed or neutered. They have to. Be I intact. had that written, and I was going to know that this is this and seemed I, very strange. I remember I did have one male owner that came in, and he wanted to get nudicles, which are artificial testicles, for lack of a better word, for his neutered dog, and then he wanted to show the dog. And I said, you know, there's no way they would, you know. would do that. They would know, right? Mm. But they claim that since 1995, was it 500,000 owners have bought nudicles for their neutered pet really you know we can go ahead and castrate them and then before we sew them up we can go ahead and put these uh, testicular implants for lack of a better word in there is that, is this common <clears throat> this sounds a little ridiculous to me i mean i'm this, not sure i've seen any that i'm aware of i because i think i'd be able to feel or palpate the difference between so on the no, exam so, table you don't you haven't you haven't come have across not, them not, uh, i have not had that request or somebody <laughs> says I'm going to buy these nudicles, and next in two weeks, I want to have my dog have these implants so it looks like a real, I real just, male dog. I don't know if yeah. I understand that. I just can't get behind that. Yeah. Some of these cosmetic changes to the dogs uh, and cats feel kind of ridiculous to me. Some of them, you know, some of them, okay, I can see the, I can see what's going on. Some of them, I have, I have no idea what what they actually yeah. want. I just kind of smile. I find it interesting <laughs> or entertaining, but. I, I, I'm not sure I would go that far with it. But, right. Uh, that's... Would you go ahead with it if someone did say, hey, I want, I want this, you know, uh, would you just say, all right, it's, you know, yep. it's what you want? Uh, I was going to say, well, if they're going to pay for it, I mean, that's not very nice. Sure. So I'll pretend like I didn't, <laughs> didn't say that, but I don't think that that's bad but for the dog. But in some ways it is, right, if it's not harmful for the pet. Right. And, you right. know, yeah, someone's going to do They're going to find someone to do it. I so. mean, a few weeks ago I talked about, you know, doing the declawing and ear crops and tail docks, and I can kind of see where people would be up against that. Mm-hmm. But to put two artificial implants, testicle implants, I 
I don't think it's going to hurt hurt the dog. I mean, so, as I long mean, as it's not hurting the yeah. dog, it's silly to me. I don't yeah. see the point. The dog's yeah. not going to care, right? Uh, but but it's like well, I was growing up, and even now, I mean, some young guys will do unbelievable things to their cars or trucks to kind of <laughs> soup them up, and I would never spend that kind of money well, sure. for that type of sure. thing. But, yeah, you know, sense. everybody has their idea on a pet, and I don't know. I don't think that many people notice Everyone's got something they want right. to, they, they think and, is the way it should be. Yep, exactly. Uh, all right. In the last couple of minutes here, Dr. Wang, is there any update on the book? Uh, it's still coming along well, I hope. Things are going good. And I, if we have a couple minutes on the poinsettia plant, oh. I know everybody was just excited because we briefly talked about it last week. And I'm sure they waited for more profound knowledge. Well, I think it's something <laughs> everyone always talks about. But seriously, that is the case. And I read... Then in 1919, there was an Army officer that lost his child, his son, and it, they thought that the son had ingested leaves from the poinsettia plant. Mm-hmm. And so in the last 105 years or so, nobody really questioned that. We just assumed it was poisonous. And it just kind of builds on itself. Right. And, you know, I heard from someone else that this is what happened, and then it goes from and there. And so then the poison control... The reviews I read that they had 23,000 cases over many, many years where there was ingestion or, or the the kid ate the uh, poinsettia plant and there were no deaths at all out of 23,000. You'll Again, you'll see maybe vomiting or diarrhea. And before I got on air, I mentioned to you that if a 50-pound child does not eat more than 500 leaves or 1.2 pound, 1.25 pounds of a poinsettia plant, mm-hmm. they're fine. If you eat more than that, then maybe you'll develop vomit or diarrhea. But I've heard that the plant is very bitter bitter tasting, so I don't think most of us would go very far, or the pets either. But I feel guilty that all these years I prevent business for those who sell poinsettia plants. And I kind of want to acknowledge to the world that now I feel better. Get that poinsettia plant if you haven't done it. And I apologize to those who have sold the plants. It's not going to make that much of a difference. And that's for 50 pounds. You know, if you've got a bigger dog, it could be well, way over 50 pounds. You know, but how many poinsettia plants are you going to have in the house? You probably don't even have two pounds of leaves altogether, you know. I think the point was that it just would take a lot. It just takes a lot to do anything. And it's just one of those things. That I think people get a little too nervous about. So I uh, want I don't want the holly mess with. Forget the mistletoe. Just kiss under the mistletoe. You yeah. don't have to worry about it if you, somebody wants to eat it. All that's fine. So it's, get it's the poinsettia. Good. Just enjoy the holiday. Uh, okay. We might have to talk about uh, the Christmas tree. I wanted to bring that up. I always feel I always, whenever we put the Christmas tree up, our dog when I was a kid would go rummaging under the tree. She didn't like it. I didn't know what was going on there, and you know I've heard cats. You know. Climb up it. Yep. They start messing with it. They yep. do a lot of problems with the tree. Uh, so that might have to be safe for next week, maybe a holiday edition, because it will be uh, the day before Christmas Eve, right? It will be a Christmas Eve show. Uh, so I'll have to, we'll have to hold on for yep. that. We don't want to oh, give anything away. We don't okay. want to give anything yep. away. Right. Uh, of course, it might not be so useful because it will be the day before Christmas if you wanted some tips to deal with your tree. Uh, but We'll get to that in time. Next week should be a regular time show as well. I don't believe anything will move us. Two o'clock on Sunday. This I've is the big shots. You talked. We're good. We did it again. Uh, this has been Animal Talk on the Big Five Fifty KTRS with Dr. Dan Lang. As always, I'm Connor McCarthy, answering all your questions about dogs, cats, pets, and anything you want to talk about. And we'll be back again next week, Sunday at two o'clock, Christmas Eve. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody.